I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Summerfest, Beaver Creek Institution, and SCORE. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. It's the uh, 15th of August. I think it's the 15th. Yeah. Uh, again, coming out is a late again. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, don't need to explain the situation here. It's just busy, 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 you know, and uh, all sorts of crazy shit going on. It's nice and hot. I think we're in the dog days of summer, uh, which is cool because I actually like that. Uh, some people are like, oh, it's, uh, it sucks when it gets this hot for so long and you got to fucking, uh, you're sweating your face off and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm always sweating my face off. So, uh, welcome to my world, bud. And, uh, you know, but here, you know, you, you got to find a way to cool off and stuff. Uh, maybe you live by some water. You go jump in it or, uh, maybe you just need to splash some water on yourself. Uh, hopefully you got access to some way to cool off. Uh, if not, I suggest you, uh, maybe don't spend so much money on internet and, uh, spend some more money on, uh, being comfortable instead. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, like, uh, I guess things are heating up with the old, uh, election coming up. That's what's happening in, uh, politics and current news, current events is what they like to call that, I guess. And, uh, you know, I guess I don't have a whole lot to say about that other than <laughs> I still don't know for sure, like what's going on with this election, if it's really going to happen or if it's really going to matter. But, uh, you know, hopefully it does. Well, hopefully, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just going to be so weird, but, uh, it could be cool and it probably won't be. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you know, like I always say, stay safe and stay dangerous. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, it's still happening. Uh, there's still protests going on and everything like that, even though it's not in the news so much anymore. It's still important. Uh, and of course, you guys in America listening to this, I know I'm preaching to choir here, but fucking wear a mask. Uh, you know, I actually, okay, here's something though. I heard somebody talking about, uh, you know, one of my favorite sports dudes was talking about how like, He's not sure, like, enforcing mask wearing is, like, really the way we need to go. And I was like, ah, that seems like, dumb because uh, that's the way the rest of the world went. And it worked out pretty well for them. But he was saying, like, uh, you know, like, uh, Americans are uh, very vitamin D deficient or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, I get that. But I guess part of the reason it's extra important for us to do something is because we're not going to tell people what to eat. Or, like, mandate, you know, vitamins and stuff. Good God. You think, of like, people are worried about uh, fucking, I don't know, Bill Gates or some shit putting microchips in them uh, right now. Think if you were, like, mandating that they fucking take a uh, vitamin or something, then they'd definitely be paranoid. All right. But anyway, want to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Hedda Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally. Cardboard Box Colony and Carlos Hernandez. Thanks again, guys. And if you want to come, become a producer of the podcast, you can uh, do so for very little money. And you just pay, get on the patreon.com slash intruder green uh, and uh, hit, hit me up for like whatever you can spare. I, I love money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe if we get more people doing that, I won't be coming out with these fucking episodes so damn late. <laughs> anyway. On this episode, we got Bad Breed, uh, another uh, hookup from Melanie K, from Melanie KPR. She's great and uh, helping out a lot with uh, making these episodes happen. They are a uh, eclectic bunch, a uh, punk rock band that's made up of, like, uh, not really all punk rock musicians. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and it definitely lends itself to the music. 
Um, I don't have a whole lot to, more to say about it before we get into the actual interview. So uh, check it out. Uh, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press one. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike and Catherine of Bad Breed on the Intruder Green Podcast. All right, guys. How, how are things in a beautiful... You guys are from Toronto, right? Yep. Yeah. We are from Toronto. And how are things? They are hot right now. Yeah. Hot. They're hot here, too. We're in the middle of a heat wave, man. That's right. I, yeah. I believe it to be true, but that's good timing. I mean, it's a, it usually happens, I think. I don't know if it happens for you guys, actually. I've never been... I've been in, the, in Toronto in the summertime, and it was real hot. Um... And this is how, you know, I love to start out podcasts. People th- find it real interesting when the the conversation is about the weather, uh, in case you of didn't course. know. Yeah. That's what everybody <laughs> always wants to hear about. <laughs> it's universal. Yeah. It's universal. Yeah. Who would right. possibly turn the fucking channel at this point? Like, you know, Nobody. It's who super- would want to miss, miss a op- golden opportunity to hear how hot I am? Hey, it's fucking relatable, you know? And uh, I actually do <laughs> I actually do think that yeah. to be a little bit true. Like if you if you ever spent time in the Midwest, and Toronto's kinda like the Midwest except more north, uh, you know, you actually care about what the weather's gonna be like because you get those fucking hot ass yeah. days. And then it gets super fucking cold out and you're like, Don't even go outside because you might freeze your ass off yeah. to death. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, it actually matters. Not like when you're in New York yeah. and it's like, well, it's kind of shitty all the time here. Uh, but you're just going from, like, your house to a, a fucking a club or something and nobody cares. They don't spend the yeah. time outside in the big cities. You guys are in a big city, though, yeah. so it's yeah. like, I don't know. It's But Toronto's well, like a cool yeah, city. A relatively big city, yeah. Like, I remember the first time I went to New York City and I, I felt like I was a... You know, I felt like I was a hick. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. It's like I put my bags down and I stared up at all the buildings. And I was like, what is this? I thought I was, like, from a big city, but uh, not not comparable. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Toronto's a pretty fucking cool city. I think I say this every time I get somebody on uh, from yeah. from there, which I've had a lot of people on lately because we got uh, Melanie Kay in the house hooking it up. Um, yeah. And that's real all cool. Right, Melanie Kay. Yeah, that's right. Got to give a shout out. Uh, she's making a lot of like episodes possible. She's kind of like a punk rock ambassador for the fucking Canada. I mean, I guess anybody. She who, really is, man. Yeah. Yeah. She hooks it yeah. up, you know? She's deep into it. Yep. She yeah. definitely does. She's a pleasure to work with as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, on, on my side of things as well. Uh, you know, she's always uh, interested in like how people are actually doing. She's not just like working working the business side of things but she's like she's just i I think that's why she got into that line of work anyway she's just like a a social butterfly as it were 
and uh she's like what can i do with this uh like automatic skill i have and like learn do m- yeah. make money with it and uh yeah that's what you do you just fucking like become oh, that no. person her, yeah yeah her personality and her like you said her actual interest in other people and in music they're doing etc is her currency and she trades in that and she does very well at it and yeah no that she was a like to, to speak to her on the phone when we first started working together it was like you know, I actually felt like, oh, you did listen to our music. Oh, you do. You are interested. Like, I, I, I immediately felt like a human connection and not just, a, you know, let's let's talk about numbers right off the top of the bat. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, well, I guess to, to, to transition then, I've also listened to your record. The new Is it is it the new one that I heard? Because I know you, you just announced the yeah. new one, but yeah, okay. Um, yeah, did you listen to the Ferocious Love album? Uh yes, I got it right here. All I was right. listening to it recently. That's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. The one. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. It's real so good. The one that goes all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of all over the place, and I fucking love it. Uh, it's 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 <laughs> like fucking uh uh I don't know exactly how to describe it. It definitely has like a bit mm-hmm. of like looseness to it. Um, that mm-hmm. I think a lot of punk rock lately is kind of missing. Uh, you know, it's like, mm. it seems like at a certain time, everybody was like, oh, skate punk is like the only thing that matters and everything has got to be like super locked in and fucking, uh, the guitar has got to be like direct line recorded only and no, like, uh, you know, it sounds like you guys are recording out of amplifiers and, uh, there's some like acoustics yeah. going on and, uh, yeah, yeah, some, some wildness in there that, uh, yeah, a lot of other stuff is missing. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. I mean, let, well, to start off, like I played the drums on that record, so right off the bat, we did not play to a click track. I, you know, I don't, I'm <laughs> nice. not comfortable doing that. Yeah, no, you know, not so many we, people but, are. You know, but we we just rehearsed, we rehearsed a lot, man. Yeah, so, it was yeah. live off the floor. Yeah. Like to initially, that was, it was live off the floor recording. So, it, you know, we went on our own tempos. We weren't, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. weren't following a track. So yeah. live off the floor. So it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. So are you like not even doing overdubs and shit? You just fucking do it live, like fucking uh, no. what's his name for Fox News? <laughs> hold on, hold that was gonna be a really good on. joke no, until I, I forgot I, his name. So basically, the, the the idea, like I think a lot of people go with, is the full band recorded with Catherine. So you know, there there are four vocalists in this band, right? Yeah. But for the purpose of recording, Catherine did everything. When we rehearsed our the oh, record wow. up to the day that we, you know, the days we recorded, Catherine did everybody's vocals. So she oh. was in the booth doing that as a ghost track. And sure. we just wanted to make sure we had a good solid drum track. And then hopefully if the bass and guitar were good, then that's a great start. But yeah, so we just wanted live, I wanted live drums, you know, oh, so for that's sure. the way we did that. And then, yeah, of course there are some overdubs. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. You want to make it sound like real good and like produced, but yeah. not too produced, you know, yep. like, yeah, and I love yeah. that. I think uh, that's uh, that gets to the core of like what punk rock should be. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, there's a time and place for it. Like, not everybody wants to do it that way, and I get that. But I I appreciate yeah. that you guys take that kind of angle with it because it sounds fucking cool. And uh, thanks, man. Yeah, um, but that's real cool. Like, so uh, you got multiple singers on this, um, and. What what I read though was uh, Mike, you're kind of like, uh, are you kind of the main lyricist? I don't know that that that's a weird yeah. uh, term for me. Like you write a lot of lyrics or what? I 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a weird term. Yeah, but so I do that. I, I brought the lyrics basically, and the way that we did this album was there was at the at the beginning of it there was no band. There was I had like not been doing music for a couple of years, and I just but I I needed to I needed some connection with people, right? So the first person I reached yeah. out to was Catherine. I had the idea of for one song, and all I had was lyrics. And we sat down, and Catherine pulled out a keyboard that she hadn't played for like over a decade. A decade, <laughs> and we sat down and wrote one song. Right. And from that, I just started. What's that? I said, "All right, that sounds good so far." <laughs> yeah, so far so good. And then, anyways, basically, it snowballed from there. I had a lot of lyrics, right? I hadn't been doing stuff for a while, but I'd written a lot of lyrics. And then I was able, you know, the guitar player on the on the album, his name is Oscar Tang, and. He's just a great guitar player. He's basically he's a blues guy. Like he, oh, wow. that's how he makes his living. He and his he and his partner have a band in Toronto called Blues and Troubles, and they just play clubs, man. They just play multiple sets, you know, forties, uh, fifties blues music. And so he came in and played guitar. So you don't get that when you when you listen to this record. You're not getting kind of like the chugging riffs or the, you know, like the power chord stuff because he's right. just from a whole different school of of playing you know yeah. i mean he could probably do all that stuff but he doesn't choose to you know so anyway so that was it was just a reaching out thing but yes so to answer your question yeah i wrote the lyrics <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh but but as far as the music goes it sounds like pretty collaborative you got the guy uh the blues guy uh playing punk rock yeah. basically and that definitely yeah. lends itself to like having a different kind of sound um, and that could be risky too, but I think it's turned out pretty fucking mm. good. So, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, man, yeah. we had, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, please. If you got something to add, I would love to hear it. Yeah. I got something to add. Yeah. No, I just wanted to say, no, it's cool because when you say the blues guy playing punk rock, we had the blues guy doing that. We had a jazz guy playing vibes and playing keyboards. Oh, and he yeah. plays drums for us live. And I'm talking about a guy who's, I don't know how into jazz you are, but like our drummer Mark, <laughs> and who's he's a vibes player. Yeah, he um, he um, studied with with Cecil Taylor, who's a, just a brilliant or was a brilliant jazz pianist, and so he comes from that world. And this guy's you know been around for a long time in the jazz world. He's never played in a rock band, but we got him to come out and play with us. So we've got that. Then we've got our bass player May Lynn was born and raised in Havana, Cuba. Oh, wow. She came here, and uh, the only music she'd ever played was Latin music. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. suddenly she's in with us. You know, so, we, <laughs> so it truly is. And then Catherine's background. Well, Catherine, talk about your background. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I grew up with, like, a pretty eclectic, um, you know, school of music with, from my family and my influences and stuff. But yeah. my training was... My training was actually uh, in musical theater, which is funny because once I finished that training, I kind of just put it right behind me. Sure. Because um, I, I always knew that, like, my sort of my soul was soul music and singing, like, sort of soul music and funk and even R&B. And I love rock music. So my and then putting keys in my hand and putting a synth, you know, I play the a Korg on oh, yeah. the record and in our band. And giving me like all those different options for sound really helped influence uh, my like input into the like, yeah. music as well. Hell so yeah, and, like suffice to say, I guess that yeah, I want I needed to add that in because it's like there's no, it's not like you know because a lot of rock bands or punk rock bands 
are guys, guys or girls who are all like, you know, everybody can reference the Ramones. Like, you know, we're going to do it this at this tempo and DD would do this, or That's we can right. reference the misfits or whoever it is. And that, that vocabulary, although some of us like some of those things, you know, it, you know, it was just a completely different conversation working with all these people, literally just from different worlds, different countries, different experiences. So yeah, it's very different. Hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fucking awesome. And I uh, appreciate that. Uh, you do have that going on because, uh, you know, uh, punk rock can get pretty, I, I like to use the word homogenized, uh, not knowing completely <laughs> what that word means, but it sounds about right. And uh, I appreciate that you yeah. guys are kind of like, I don't know, not necessarily that you're anti that, but you're like the anti that, like you're in the antithesis of that, right? Like you got all this, yeah. not, not only different cultures, but different uh, styles of music going into this uh, yeah. kind of punk rock thing. Um, I mean, I think it's basically like a punk rock thing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's how I feel I about mean, it. I yeah. <laughs> First of all, I, I I would argue that you do know what homogenized means because uh, you used it perfectly like in that context. The, the prefix homo just means same. So there you go. You mean that the shit sounds the same a lot of the time. That's right. right. In punk rock. That's so, right. Or it can. Right. Like so. Well, yeah. yeah I, and I think for me, I grew up playing in punk rock bands. Basically, you know what I mean. That, and I think I'm the pretty sure I'm the one person. I think just me in this band like has the actual experience of like, that was what my roots were. Right. But I was always drawn to the ones, you know, I loved like the misfits, you know what I mean? Like I loved uh, negative approach. Like there was, there were certain bands I liked. I loved the ones that had like a sense of danger or that you didn't exactly know what was going to happen at the show. And, you know, again, like I I think I was just a little bit before the kind of like pop punk stuff or power pop, like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, whatever that kind of yeah. So I was always attracted to that. I was really attracted to, like the Stooges. And, oh yeah, that you know, dirty like, like proto punk yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that like it, that. There's so there's. I guess there's a part of that in there because I, you know, I played in bands that were heavily influenced by that kind of stuff when I was younger. You know, absolutely. Uh, and that definitely comes out in it. Um, you, you know, since you say that, it 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 makes a lot of sense. Uh, so that's fucking cool too. Mm-hmm. And uh, keeping it all super eclectic. Um, anyway, but how did how did this band like? You you did the the, the album. Um, how the hell did you all, all meet from all these different parts of the world? And like, what the the term bad breed does that have anything to do with like the 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 demographic of the band or anything like that? Well, that's that's interesting. I never thought of the breed part of it. I started the band in 2014, and it was like four dudes. You know, what right. I mean, it was myself. The only person who's still left from that is the was the guitar player Oscar. We, it was four guys, man, and we were trying. In the first record, we put out a record called "The Violent World of Bad Breed" in 2015, and that was yeah. like much closer to like punk rock or like hard rock. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but again, that's what we were talking about. Those four guys who could sit and all of us were just like, well, yeah, of course, this part's going to sound like whatever. You throw out a name, the Stooges, whatever sure, it is, sure. right? So it was, you know, so that was a more, that was much closer to a singular type sound. And then I took a few years off and, um, you know, I, yeah, like I, I just, I walked away from music for a few years, but 
Um, and so, like I said, when I kind of came back and I really felt like, okay, I need to do this. I've got these lyrics. I need to be around people and be in that, you know, making music thing. Um, you know, I mean, I could talk like, so, I mean, Catherine, how did I meet you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I was introduced to Mike through Marco, who was the drummer in Bad Breed, uh, in the previous version of the band. And, um, basically I, yeah, I met him. Um, I was brought into like a rehearsal or two, and then I was asked to, be part of the um, final recording of the EP, which is Bad Breed Plays Execution Music, yeah. <laughs> um, that we released actually this year. Nice. Um, yeah, so they just threw me in, and, and they were like, you know, we want to juice up some of these songs, and let's see what it does to add another female vocalist, because there were two other women that oh, wow. uh, sang on the album. Yeah. And so, and so yeah, that was on. my... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You got a question there? Oh, I, no, I wanted to let you finish because my question could wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so that was fucking cool for me because I was able to, um, I got to say, like, I was singing in a way I'd never sung before um, oh, yeah. on that album. It was, like, it was pushing my voice to its, like, next level, you know, like, ro- really rocking out. And and kind of digging deep, uh, not just like technically, but emotionally too. Yeah. That album is a it's a heavy album, and there's a lot to like to take from uh, and and put out there. So anyway, so there was that, and I met um, Oscar, the guitar player at the time. I met Mark as well um, because they had they had um, relationships with the band already. Yeah. So. That was fucking cool. Like that was that was a kind of a dream. I'd heard all about these guys through my friend Marco, who uh, who yeah who did, introduced. Hold, did you know that in Sugar Green? Did you know that I'm a dream? Did <laughs> you ever dream? I had no idea, but that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I know. I didn't know either until just now. Yeah. No, that's it. Well, I heard lots of great cool shit about Mike. So that was there. It was just that uh, Marco really wanted to introduce me to Mike because I think he thought this would be a cool opportunity for me to like open up my, um, my wings. Yeah. So then, so yeah, so basically, and then Maylin, like I said, she's from Cuba. She moved here back in 2003. Hmm. She played in a very short lived band where we tried to combine punk rock and Latin music. I hadn't talked to her for like a decade. And like, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, when I started reaching out to people, I just thought of who are all my favorite people that I've worked with in the past. And let's put this cool thing together. And then it's like, you know, my own little, you know, version of a super group type thing, you know, from, (laughs) you know, all these guys and guys and girls. Yeah, that's fucking great. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's like that's that's a great way to put it is like a super group of just not, you know, like they don't have to be like fuck a big rock stars or nothing you just like yeah these nope. are the people i want to work with let's fucking make it happen and if they're available and they do yeah. it then uh you you gotta be happy about that um so i you, am <laughs> so you got on on full three female singers is that right yes yeah we've got so Catherine does a lot of the vocal stuff maylin the bass player uh who is a trained opera singer for oh, god's wow. sake she does some of the I know she does. Uh, and so we try, the idea is that we don't have a lead vocalist, right? So we each song has, you know, I sing on all of them, but people share, like we basically share a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Catherine, and then a, a friend, Bria. We even have like a, you know, this the latest addition to the band. Uh, my best friend who I started, you know, my, my first punk rock band with in high school, he's now a high school in English teacher. And this woman, Bria, is one of his old students, for God's sake. Like, oh, you know wow. what I mean? Like, so there's this whole multi-generational thing. So, yeah, we've got, and everybody's got different, like, everybody has a different voice. Everybody's voice sounds different. So it's cool, man. It's exciting. So, it, and again, it's very different from, you know, like my experience, like when I first started to be a vocalist, you know, I, I started out just not just, but as a drummer, yeah. I did a kind of really hard, hard, kind of almost like, like violent punk rock band in like, you know, when I, you know, years ago. And that was like one of those, again, like, you know, the, the type of stuff that you model on the Stooges where you're like, you know, you, it's almost like you want to fight the audience or you want to, or something. I don't know. Listen, I don't know, but some, some craziness. <laughs> so I never, and I never thought about singing, man. I was just yelling at everything. You know what I'm saying? Lighting everything on fire. Lighting things on fire. Oh, yelling tight. at, you know, yelling, yelling at the world, you know? Literally. So, <laughs> but then to get together with this group of people, and, and it's like, oh, well, maybe I can do some singing. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool. Yeah, I think that's up everybody's game is that we all now, we've got four singers here trying to, you know, really put our voices together um but they are unique so it's kind of it's pretty it's yeah. pretty cool yeah. yeah like bria sounds like she's always on helium you know what i mean like she's <laughs> she like got a pretty high voice got, super high voice yeah. she's got a really beautiful yeah. soprano voice yeah. yeah and she's got a great ear and so like so we we honestly we all do have really great ears so that helps to like yeah. when we come together and we want to do those you know like those backup vocals in all these bags um, like what, like so much fun to do all those harmonies and stuff. Like, and I got to be honest, man, at a certain point in time, and I, I have like, you know, I'm not ashamed to say in my adult life, I didn't know what the difference between the melody and the harmony was, you know oh, what sure, I mean? Yeah. So I, because I was just yelling, you know? So anyway, <laughs> I guess, not, you know, yeah, that's how <laughs> now I'm yelling at with... you to make sure you hear me, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you gotta, you, if you're, if you're yelling, that could still be considered uh, like a a melody, right? But it's real hard oh, to harmonize sure, with for that. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> but I believe it to be true. Um, that's good. I do too. I love it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so yeah, as far as like, you got this big ass band then, um, and now you guys—is it more like a project band, or you guys do playing out? Uh, well, nobody's playing out live these days. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But is that like, uh, something uh, to do for you guys in the future or uh, is it more like a project thing yeah. where you just want to make the tunes? No, it started as a project, but now like there's a core of us, you know, who I think really want to push it forward, you know, and obviously this is the shittiest time in, you know, modern history to push a band forward. Yeah. Uh, especially in Canada. I know things are different in the States. I don't know if you guys are having <laughs> shows yet or what the deal no, is. No, no, no. You, uh, I don't think you've been paying attention, but it's way worse in the States. <laughs> oh, I know it's worse, but, I, but I, I know it's worse, but I also know you're opening stuff up as things get worse, and this is not a condemnation of you, but as an, <laughs> right. as a, as an objective, as a person on the outside living uh, in your attic, and right. looking downstairs, I don't know what the fuck is going on there, man. You yeah. know, so and again, nothing personal. It just seems. Oh no! Don't from, I don't from our perspective. From yeah. our perspective, I think, and I'm speaking for it, it. It is. It is at the very least strange to see the way things are are opening 
just differently and quickly in the yeah. States. And <laughs> so for all I know, maybe you guys do have shows and clubs. Like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm actually not in the States personally. The rest of the band is. And uh, I was just saying, oh. like, I hope they fucking figure it out because uh, it would be cool Me to too. actually go see them again. Uh, regardless of going on tour, like, you know, like every other band, we got a whole yeah. fucking year canceled, basically. And uh, yeah, fuck, at this sure. point, I don't even know if next year is going to happen. You know, people are hitting yeah. us up like, hey, are we going to do this tour? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually in Germany. Uh, people who listen to this podcast kind of know about that. Um, otherwise, it's kind oh, of a wow. secret. Okay, you're in Germany right on, man. Yeah, yeah. They're doing a good job of things over here. Like, they're opening things up. But yeah. it's like, uh, since they did such a good job of, uh, uh, you know, they took care of business early on. And well, yeah. you didn't have a the bunch lockdown of assholes. was strict there, right? Like yeah. your, your lockdown in Germany was strict. Is that am I right about that? Yeah, it was pretty strict, and uh, they didn't like you know in a, in America. I think they left it up to like each county, and then some of the counties left left yeah. it up to each city, and it was just all over the place. Yeah. And then you still got people going from these places with loose rules into other places where they got yeah. higher rules, and it's back and forth, and there's just too many people mixing it up. And of course, it didn't fucking yeah. uh, you know they didn't get it under control. Uh, so now, you know, like I worry about my buds over there, uh, cause you know, yeah. like they, they, you know, it's obviously we're, we, we young and we could probably beat it if we get sick or yeah. something, but you know, not everybody, yeah. uh, we talk to or deal with can. And so, uh, you know, no. and, and also it's just a shitty thing to go through. Like, I don't know if people realize yeah. it, but like, once you get it, you're probably going to have like problems breathing for the rest of your life, maybe. So, uh, depending, you know, yeah. how, how bad it hits you. But, like, yeah. So, anyway. But I'm, that's that whole thing, though, right? Like, yeah. that's that whole thing of like the best thing that you could possibly say about any of this shit is I don't know, right? Because every day they're just figuring out something new about like what are the effects on the that's lungs? Right. What are that's the effects right. on the brain? What are the effects on, yeah, blood, you know, et cetera? So, yeah, and like you said, like, yeah, you if you got it or if Catherine got it, like, you know, you guys would probably be okay. But it's like my worry is like, okay, if I get it and <clears throat> I talk to my daughter, my daughter has a compromised immune system. There you go. What's going to happen to her? Like, yep. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I got to keep, you know, and I, I drive right now. I drive Uber for, you know, like to make some money. Oh, and, man. And you know, the policy is you're supposed to wear a mask. But, like, you know, it, I know it's not the same as the States, but there's a lot of people here who are just, like, you know, why would I do that? Like, I, you know, et cetera. And, yeah. man, like, again, Selfish I don't people know. Is, is just protecting saying. us? I hope so, you know. But sometimes it's, you know, it feels like a drag. It seems like a simple thing to do, right. you know, just to, you know. Hey, you cool, don't got to talk to me about wearing masks. I'm pretty good at it, and uh, I think everybody should give it a <laughs> shot. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you are excellent at this. You <laughs> right? are already. You I are fucking, way ahead of the curve, man. My whole crew's been training for this moment. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm glad, man. I hope you win this. I hope this, <laughs> if this is a competition, you're going to win it. Well, we, none of us win unless we all win at this point. So, yeah. Uh, you're right. Yes. You you and I agree on that. All about that community. All right. Uh, yeah, but, man. But, yeah, as far as, like, clubs opening, I, I, I don't think that's really happening in the States because... They they keep actually oh, shut yeah. yeah right well no I don't I hope not too but like what happens is like they finally opened bars in some places before they were ready yeah. and then the shit got worse so they had to close the bars back down again and it's like 
Cool, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Now thought, you're going to be shut yeah. down for another like three months or something. But what I did, I do know they've been trying to do is some places are doing these like uh, even booking shows at like drive-in theaters. I don't know how much they yep. have of those yep. in Canada, but that's an interesting concept. It kind of sounds a yeah. little like it might be a little bit lame because I don't know how many people want to like sit in, sit in their car to watch a fucking punk rock show. But if that's yeah, what you got to do, they, you know. They've announced one here. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, there's definitely one that, that they keep talking about. I mean, I, I gave that a miss. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah, not, yeah. I don't want to sit in my fucking car and watch a show. But, uh, you know, if it was, the, I don't know. If it was the world's <laughs> greatest show, maybe I'd drive up to it. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if they resurrected yeah, the Ramones, lame, then, you know? um, yeah. I the thing is, it's like, would I rather see that or just another fucking live stream of uh, some bands playing a show online? I mean, those I feel like those can be pretty cool. I'm actually getting ready to do uh, after I get done talking to you guys. We got this Officer Bradford uh, 10K run uh, that's happening today, mm. and it's like a live stream of Officer Bradford. I, I honestly don't know too much about it, except he's raising money for Planned Parenthood and Black Lives Matter, which are also important oh, things. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, you know, he's doing it, as far as I can tell, he's doing it like it's a fucking, uh, like, you know, when people run marathons, they get sponsors and stuff to yeah. raise money for something. Oh, so gotcha. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did a bunch That's of that. Cool, man. Yeah, and uh, he, he'll be doing that. Uh, I don't even know where to go to find it. Um, and this podcast will actually come out way after this. So <laughs> it doesn't really make sense well, to keep I mean, talking about it, but I just wanted to let you well, guys know about yeah. it. By the time this comes out, it'll be nostalgia for the listener. <laughs> That's you know right. I mean? That's right. Thinking back to those days when Officer Bradford was running around. But yeah. Um <laughs> What are you saying? What are you saying is going to happen to Officer Bradford? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying it's happening today. Yeah, in yeah. a week from now, this is nostalgia. Oh you know? yeah, that's it right. It might even be comedy if there's any tragedy with Officer Bradford. Hey, then I'm you know who to talk to. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Red Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. Great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's a place where you can, you can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think i don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com guitar players i bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp you know you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap <laughs> yeah well that's because you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com 
And uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Um, I got my fingers crossed for them, though. Yeah, but that's but that's part of the thing, too, is we like to put a timestamp on uh, these things. Before, when I was doing this podcast, it was just like, you know, fucking hit people up, hang out, have a conversation, talk about the band and what you guys are doing and stuff. But also, like, now that shit's gone so crazy, I realize that I'm, like, releasing episodes from right when the pandemic started uh, because I'm, like, a yeah. month or two behind. And it's like, holy shit, wait we didn't even have any idea that like Minneapolis was going to explode. And then this whole like black yeah. lives matter movement was going to take hold and all these riots. And now fucking Trump is becoming like a full on dictator fucking oppressing people. And like, I don't know if you heard the recent news, but apparently he's got like fucking squads going around and unmarked cars, fucking kidnapping people. So that's real fucked yeah, up. Yes. And uh, that's yeah. what's happening so right was, now. You're, yeah. You're referring to the, in Seattle, like or in Portland, uh, was it? No, I think it about? was. Uh, maybe it was Portland. I don't remember the city, but I think maybe Baltimore. But I know, but, like, but, yeah. So it'll okay, probably be other thing, places. Right? Soon. It's like yeah. the cars are unmarked. The the officers or whoever they are don't have badges that mm -hmm. was like with like. Um, there's no accountability numbers on them. There's, there's no accountability, no identification. It's it's terrifying. It's the exact same thing that the United States criticizes so many other places for doing when they bring up their human rights record, et cetera. Uh, it's like terrorism, then. Yeah, it's, and I'm sure it feels like terrorism if you're just standing there on the corner and somebody just yanks you into a bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, so, it's terrifying. I mean, as an as a, yeah. as a alleged criminal, I will say that is way more terrifying than anything I've ever been through. Like, just... Yeah, as you know. an alleged criminal, yeah. Good, because yeah, because that would be scary, man. Like that's, but once again, I mean, um, what that? This is what I'm saying. I, I, like, I I don't live. I've never lived in the states, but it. I find it mind-boggling to just watch and and absorb what's happening there. Um, uh, you know, even right down to like, I mean, even before this, right? Like when you talk about the, you know dictatorial behavior, you know, just uh, even the caging of migrant children. Like, I mean, you can. There's a huge list of things. Yeah even before this pandemic that oh, are yeah. just, I mean, the, 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 the gravity of it is so, uh, you know, it, it, it it's like crushing, you know, emotionally. Well, and the, and the funny thing is, I mean, it's not funny at all, but, uh, it's interesting to think about like when, when they're fucking, uh, you know, detaining people at the border and, uh, you know, putting kids in cages and stuff. And it's like, people yeah. say, people always say, it's like, well, if they can do it to them, they could do it to you. And people always like yeah. want to be like, nah, I'm a white American. They're not going to do it to me. And it's like, well, 
Look at what they're fucking doing now. They're fucking arrest. They're fucking kidnapping people. Like literally, there's no other way yeah. to describe it, right? Like who yeah. are these people? It's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's like yes, and of course, like the white middle class or you know white educated class will be the you know you you're gonna assume you would be the last to you know to be, be to be affected by that. But uh, yeah, like I mean, I mean, is that what I mean? Is that what it's gonna take? You know, for people you know, of some sort of privilege to see their kids get kidnapped to actually affect some sort of like meaningful change or is it possible at this point? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either, but I hope so. Like, <laughs> because I mean, I hope that when that happens, it will affect change because otherwise, you know, what's yeah. the end game? I always kind of wonder if like Trump and all his guys actually have an end game or if they're just like, figuring it out as they go it kind of seems like they're figuring it out as they go but they got like some kind of idea of the direction they're headed in and <laughs> i don't know it doesn't seem like well, if they if 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 there's still a re any kind of like semblance of democracy or whatever by by the next election that they have any chance of surviving it but then again like they have to have yeah. some idea <laughs> of like what but they're gonna do i don't do. know if you I don't know if you remember election night 2016, like yeah, I, I remember I sitting watching the, you know, CNN or whatever it was just to see the election coverage. I mean, nobody thought at least on right. that station that he was winning that. And to watch the people's faces drop as the numbers came in, they went from like, you know, victory lap to, you know, funeral march in, yeah. you know, 30 minutes. So yeah. I, I would, you know, I, I, and again, he's not, he's not running against, uh, you know, the world's most exciting candidate right. or the world's most, you know, inspiring, inspiring candidate. Yeah. He's actually running against a guy who has a lot of, you know, similar, I mean, it's, sorry, I don't know if you want to turn this into my, to my political philosophy discussion. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's like, all, I mean, Joe yeah. Biden, Joe Biden is an awful, horrible, uninspiring and dangerous candidate to run against Donald Trump. So, you know, again, I don't live in that country. So, I mean, my, what I think doesn't necessarily matter that much, but uh, it, I, like if the if the Democrats can win with him, I, I don't know, man. Good luck. To them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the funny thing people are talking about. You know, it's like, do we want to win with Biden or just lose with Trump? And like, because because if you win with Biden, it's like you you basically got uh, things the way they are, and you're gonna have like mm -hmm. this slightly burnt down dilapidated structure that you're going to start to kind of try to restore or do you just go yeah. for another term with trump burn it all to the fucking ground and then like figure out how to start over i mean that's kind of what we're looking at right i i don't know which one is yeah. better honestly i mean well hopefully people like people who dislike trump aren't going to vote for him in hopes of burning everything down i hear what you're saying like the, the idea that there needs to be a fundamental change from uh, uh, the absolute root, but that's, man, that's hard. That the, the United States as a project, you know, uh, is, yeah. you know, hundreds of years old. And <laughs> right now it seems like the function of government to, to trade between the two, you know, major parties is the, the essential function seems to be just to continue the project moving forward, right? And that just, you know... And now you just have an incredibly, you know, dangerous and unpalatable person steering the ship, right? Yeah, so, that's true. So I don't know, man. That, that's all to say. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, don't know, man. I think that's, uh, that's all crossed. anybody could say at this point. It's going to be a real interesting yeah. uh, rest of the year. 
And, uh, you know, yeah. I just hope everybody, uh, like, stay safe. I know you guys are relatively safe in, uh, in Canada. And um, I got to say, I love, I love coming to Canada. Uh, it's like, every time, I said this before, every time we cross the border, once we get through border patrol and everything, it suddenly will feel like, oh, I feel like lighter or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, Maybe it's the, 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 the legalized marijuana is- in the air. Or what? I just feel like, oh, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit, like, less cautious now. It's nice. I have to say, man, like, because di- I did a lot of tr- cross-border traveling in the last couple of years. I was working in pro wrestling. Oh, And, cool. uh, you know, w- so I'd travel with a group of guys. And like WWE or, like, some other stuff? Yeah, but obviously, like, a smaller version of that. But, yeah, okay. that kind of deal. And uh, we would go to West Virginia, New York, Philadelphia, et cetera, et cetera. And I felt the opposite. Once we got through border security, I suddenly felt a heaviness. You know what I'm oh, really? saying? Like I was just like, okay, we're definitely in a different place. And that is not to say that there's like, you know, like so many amazing things and amazing people, et cetera. But there's a different feeling. Like oh, for yeah. me as a, as, a, as a person not from a state, something feels different there. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But I think you were saying that, uh, it was coming to Canada. Yeah, and I'm saying when I go to the U.S., I feel heavy, and he yeah, feels yeah. like coming to Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, That's like, all I'm saying. Is I, I've actually thought that exact thought before. Like when I get into the states, I'm like, okay, all right, don't, yeah. uh, you know, don't piss on a tree because I don't want to get arrested. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's I don't the, get arrested yeah. That's something. the thing, yeah. and it's like it's a weird feeling because it's like uh, you know, obviously, white people in America don't have to worry about it nearly as much as any uh, any kind of minorities uh but you still have this idea of like man i really don't want to fucking get pulled over because who knows how that'll go (laughs) i also feel like i'm not gonna if somebody cuts me off because i would be doing all the driving i'm not gonna roll my window down and tell them to go fuck themselves because i don't know if they have a pistol on their passenger seat you know what i mean i mean they probably do i'm not saying that i go around telling yeah, I'm not saying around that I go drive around telling people to go fuck themselves, but I would think twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, which which co- some people probably think is, is a good thing. They don't want you fucking feeling free to do that. Although that's kind of like yeah. suppression of people's like rights to free speech and stuff. So it's like, what do you, you stand on this? It's like all over the place. I don't know. It's like, I got a gun, so I have the right to oppress your rights. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Because you got a gun. I can't yeah. argue with you at all. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I think that's the thing. We don't, you know, again, I mean, the, the, there's not a, whatever. It's a different, it's just different. It's a different place. Yeah. Right? It's a different place. And yeah, it's funny. We just, you think about the way, I mean, and so you grew up in the States. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. So then, I mean, you're, the way you were conditioned as a person growing up in the United States with your education and like even just all the emphasis there, on Ralph. your constitution and the independence and all of those things and the free speech, you know, we're, that's missing from our condition. We are certainly conditioned a certain way, right. but it's just a different thing, right? So, you know, I don't walk around thinking, and I, you probably don't either, but I don't walk around thinking about our constitution, you know, sure. or I wouldn't say it out loud or I wouldn't say you're taking my freedom. It's just different because I didn't grow up that way. So again, yeah. it's just as an outsider, you look at it, and it's yeah, it's just a, to me, it's a different world. What do you, is it for you? Yeah, like I, you don't really feel like anything was drilled into you for sure. Yeah. Growing up in Canada, it just feels I don't know. For me, I mean, I had a great, great childhood and upbringing, but I, you know, just feels you could feel a little lighter up here. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I grew up in British British Columbia on the other side of the country. And oh, but that's a, a beautiful town. area. Yeah, it was. It's a beautiful place where I grew up, and it was uh, lots of fresh air, mountain air, lakes. You know, so I don't know. I got a a bit of a chill or a chill vibe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I believe that to be true. And uh, you know, we 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 we've waxed on pol- politics a little bit here. And I think that's good and healthy for like any kind of punk rock podcast. But maybe we should move on a little bit and, and not like uh, get right. too preachy here. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring up as far as the the new album and the band is concerned? Because otherwise, I got one more question for you. Okay. Well, can do you mind if I I just started it, Catherine? You can add to this. So yeah, our album came out. It's it, the album. The title is "The Bad Breed In." ferocious love it came out on all the streaming stuff etc on friday the 17th july so we're really happy with that oh yeah uh, that day we filmed we've got one video out right now for the first track on the album called war with myself so you can check that out on youtube we're really happy with that we just filmed our second video on friday uh so we're not sure when that's going to come out but that's for a song called make me prove it and this is the one thing i do want to just mention so we are doing a very, very limited vinyl run um, for this record. We're doing 100 copies, and we are not selling it. So just to be clear, we are giving it away to anybody who gives a charitable donation of $25 or more to the charity of your choice. Like oh, we just wow, spent 15 great. minutes talking about. This is a wild time in history, yeah. right? Rebellion, pandemic, pick your, you know, there are places that are just, you know, just on their knees begging for, for money, right? Yeah. So... As, and rather than sell, all you have to do is send us like a screenshot of the receipt. You send your money to your local food bank, Black Lives Matter, whatever it happens to be. And I will ship you a copy of our record on vinyl anywhere in the world at no cost to you. Wow, that's fucking awesome, though. I, I re- really appreciate that uh, that I- whole idea. Um, I think, yeah, mm. a lot of bands could fucking uh, yeah. try something like that. That's really cool. <laughs> well, anyway, so that's what I wanted to add. Catherine, anything on your end? I think that's great. No, she doesn't want to add anything. All right, yeah. What's your last question? Uh, crime stories. Do you got any? And this goes for both of you or one of you or whatever. <laughs> I don't know uh, if you're familiar with the podcast, but this is like a thing we do now. I got to ask uh, about yeah. a crime story. You could just make one up or it could be about you or a friend or it could be like, you know, maybe you got away with it. Maybe you uh, got caught, and it's a funny story about how you went to dr- jail or prison. Maybe, uh... Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, I have a couple. However... They're probably more yeah. Well, like, uh, I, like I always well, say, <laughs> so far I've yet I mean, to incriminate life, anyone, but I'm ready to. My life in crime was definitely it's a little limited and in my past now. So, no, I'm just around. Um, I, uh, I don't have any heavy-duty crime stories. I have been robbed. Oh, shit. Um, have you? So that's a crime yeah. on me. Uh, yeah, I was, I was robbed in England when I was in my early 20s, and uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty, like, unsettling. I was, like, on the last two days or three days of my trip and I had like, you know, I got my like, it was just my, uh, fortunately it was just my purse, but unfortunately in my purse was all the things that were most important to me, but it was that classic story of a 20 year old drinking amazing English ale at a table with a bunch of 
cool new people and yeah. leaving your Classic. purse in the back of your chair. <laughs> Classic. And I, I was like a real jog by this couple that like sat there and it was like a, a full long game. They sat there and they watched and they, like it was all on camera. So I got to, oh, I got shit, to, I didn't know I got to relive uh, the whole night by rewatching the the footage actually. Wow. That was, uh, did you I get guess, it back? Did you get the first time? I did not get all the right. first time. Yeah. So are you saying they had back. Are you saying they had like a con game going where they were like, we're going to hang out with you. And eventually they just like kind of fucking through sleight of hand got your purse. They, I want to say that exactly, but there, it was sort of like that. They were behind me sitting at their own table and they were just calculating and watching uh, us, me and my group of people that I was with. So they were just oh, like right. waiting for that. Waiting for that one time I left my purse when I went to the washroom. <laughs> and all the other times that I sucks. took it with me. Aww. So that was uh, the heartbreaker. That's so, it. That's my life in crime. But what That's are they... crime. Did, did they like... So what, but how but how did they get it? Did they did because your friends were sitting there, right? So did they just like grab oh, it and all run? My friends, uh, the oh. way they got to me was we drank a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You know, we that's... were all we were all pretty hyped up, and we were actually at a high top table, and they were at a lower table. So it's kind of like it was kind of smooth for them because I don't think everybody was kind of paying attention. Yeah, to they were out, the out, other of, out of eyesight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just a lot of energy going around, so I think people were distracted. So, yeah, they grabbed Ooh. it, and the crazy part was, like, they just they grabbed everything inside of it, and then there's your grabbed everything inside of it, and then took off. So the purse was, I want to say, no, no, my, just my umbrella was lying on the floor. Oh. <laughs> my umbrella was the trail. I was like, oh, oh. hell. Hell yeah, exactly. Anyway, See, I probably, probably would have just taken the umbrella because, like, a purse, usually you're just going to find a bunch of credit cards in there. And, you know, like, as far as what somebody who's robbing would want, because, like, like, yeah, it's going to be full of a bunch of fucking, like, uh, personal things, maybe some, like, you know, fucking uh, toiletries and stuff. And, uh, you know, a bunch of credit cards that you probably don't have the fucking pin numbers for. And it's like, yep. why not get that fucking umbrella instead? And then, you know, you fucking... That's, why not? Yeah. You could either sell it or stay dry or do whatever. But uh, it's yeah, going to be way less complicated than trying to steal a whole purse. And, uh, you know, ultimately, the person you stole from won't hate you as much. And that's also nice. That's right. If they were nice, they would have known that. That's yeah. right. You got it. What's their so problem, fuck them. man? What is their problem? Yeah. Fuck them. That's that's uh, like the Canadian. That's like the Canadian way of saying fuck them, right? Yeah. What's fuck their? Em. It's uh, what? It's like what's your problem, bud? <laughs> or just say <laughs> fuck them. I actually said that the other day. I was standing at the fucking liquor store, and they have the marks on the ground, like the six feet <laughs> marks when you're in line. Oh yeah. And this dude. This dude was like, and you're, and also now there's a mandate in the city of Toronto. You've got to wear a mask when you're indoors in public spaces. Yeah, we so still got that So some dude with his mask around his ear was standing basically with his chin on my shoulder. You know what I mean? Oh, God. And I did turn around and go like, and I, I did use that phrase. I was like, <laughs> you're not using the... Uh, and then using the markings, bud. Yeah. And then he looked down at the ground and went, sorry, and oh. shuffled away. So, see, anyways. See, that's, see, that's, that's, I, I, th that's so yeah, the I difference, did say though. Bud this week. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, just out for a rip by your bud. I heard that one. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, but I, I feel like that's the difference in, in Canada. You say like, oh, like, hey, what's your problem, bud? Or like, hey, watch out, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to like, yeah. you trying to like I keep do. people at bay, but still be friendly. That doesn't work in America. Yeah. Then they just think you're a weirdo. But you gotta like say like, yeah. hey, fuck you. You know, it's like you gotta be yeah. confrontational from no. the get go. And it's like that works because they're like, oh no. shit, I that's- think he's got a gun, but so do I. So suddenly it's a shootout. Anyway. <laughs> Right. Uh, I would love uh, to hear any. Fuck you as my uh, trump card. You know what I'm saying? Or ace. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, we got to change that term now. I guess. Fuck. I, or maybe, I, I, yeah, maybe, I, maybe you know, works, this yeah. time next year we'll be talking about how using the trump card as a term is like the perfect thing because it's like, oh yeah, that means yeah. you own the world, right? Just like Donald Trump does now. <laughs> Because yep. uh, he yeah. took over America. He's got a big stake in it. Yeah. And now he uh, controls the world. Anyway, hopefully that's not the way it goes. Uh, what's what's another Let's crime go. story you guys got? I would love to hear it. All right. I'm going to tell you this one. I was in Jamaica a few years ago. Tight. Um, I was walking past my hotel. Somebody asked me if I was interested in something, you know, to smoke, etc. And I oh, said, yeah. okay. And so I had to go back to my I had to go back to my room to get my wallet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I call back. I come back. Guy, like, hustling me over the car, right? So I hop in, and we're driving down the street. And I looked over at him, and I just hadn't really paid attention. But I did notice that the first, the guy that I originally spoke to had a gold tooth. And when I looked at this guy and was talking to him, I was like, oh, this guy doesn't have a gold tooth. This isn't the same guy. You know what I mean? So and I started to say this to him. I was like, hey, are you the original? Like, did you? <laughs> oh, shit. Are you the same guy? And dude, right behind us, this, this like souped up like Honda with like all the rims and all this shit started driving from behind honking the horn. This motherfucker in the middle of a crowded street drove like into oncoming traffic and spun his car around the original guy. And then he got out of his car with a pistol and walked over to the driver and put it at his head and then looked at me and said, get out and get in my car. So I did. And then when we got in, he said, why didn't you go with me? And I was like, I didn't realize you weren't the same guy. You know what I mean? So that was for about, because I just didn't. It was fucking dark. And, but I did know that this, and this was the right guy. He had a gold tooth. He had a big old gun. And he had a nice car. <laughs> the point being is that, uh, you know, the point being is that, yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect it, way to describe the right second, guy. Like, <laughs> he had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And then this motherfucker was totally cool after that. But, like, I was just shocked. I was like, for this? For whatever, like say sixty bucks, this is happening in the middle of the street, and it did. So yeah, that was that, uh, and that was like one time where I admit, for a moment, I thought there might be some trouble happening here. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. could be some trouble. Guy's got a gun in his head. Yeah, you know that that's a good <laughs> sign. I mean, it's, no, it's, I'm laughing about it, but at the time, the guy was just totally calm. He puts the gun to the guy's head. He looks at me and goes, "Get out!" And I was like, "Okay." So, yeah. Holy shit. Well, that's it. I don't know, buddy. I mean, there's, there's lots more, but that's that's the one that sticks out as, as having at least a bit of a laugh in there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I appreciate that. That's real good. Um, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. 
I, I'm glad uh, you made it out unscathed. Uh, hopefully, you got some tight weed. And uh, oh yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> and even on top of that, I wasn't buying it for myself. I don't smoke weed. Oh shit! God of damn! Not. Put myself in the line of potential fire for for a good friend, though. So, anyways, yeah. Oh man, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's kind of amazing that that guy was like, I don't know. I guess he's just looking for out for his own interest because you were a client trying to. And he wanted the money. Uh, yep. but like, yeah, man. yeah, the, oh, the, 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 the I think that was that. the simple, the long and the short of it. Yeah. He wanted the money and he yeah. got it. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. But you know, who, there's no telling what that other guy was going to do. Like he didn't offer you weed. Nope. He was just like, let's go. I know you got money. And then the other guy's like, no, you don't, <laughs> bud. All right. Yeah. Maybe he was, maybe he was actually saving me. I don't know, man. It, 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 it all, could it, be it a little bit. It was, you know, there's a good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know who you're talking to, but uh, but there's a good uh, there's a good chance it was a little <laughs> bit of both, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, guys, it's right. been a pleasure. Uh, it was really good meeting you guys. I hope we can actually like hang out sometime when the world's a little less crazy. Yeah, man. Maybe yeah. we'll come to Germany. Yes, yeah. please do. Oh yeah, the, uh, well, that's our that's our on our bucket list of band stuff is play over in Europe. So yeah, that would be cool. Do it to we'll it. We'll hang out with you. Uh, people book DIY tours yeah, over here all the time. Um, or if you have an agent, you know they can hook it up. Um, it's yeah. I think things are probably going to open up a lot quicker here than they are in uh, America. So yeah. uh, you know, fucking yeah. it could oh, be yeah, like yeah. I think it could be like yeah, a we'll Renaissance America for right now. Are you going to do what? what? Oh, I was going to say, it could be like a renaissance for punk rock in like places yeah. like Europe and other ones, uh, because, you know, obviously people like to tour in America because that's kind of like where a lot of punk rock uh, fans and whatnot exist. But fuck, yeah. if, they, if you can't go there, people got to tour somewhere. So maybe they just yeah. all come here. And that would be really cool because, well, I, uh, you know, like... Uh, I would love to. I seen, I've been on tour to. in America, you know, way too many times to even count. So I'm kind of like, yeah, mm. let's tour other places. And uh, you guys should too. Yeah, other places. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. Sounds good to me, bud. All right. Uh, it was real cool meeting you guys. <laughs> and uh, I hope let's uh, talk you, again man. soon. Hell yeah. All right. All right, brother. All right, you have a great day, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Uh, Appreciate Actually, it. you you said where everybody can find you as far as socials and everything. Yeah, like Bad Breed Band on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, yeah Facebook and Instagram, Bad Breed Band, and and our uh, website is badbreed.ca, which is for Canada. Oh, right. uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, th- yeah, just Bad Breed Band, man. Yeah, so the fucking Google out, it. Check all it out. Right. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Uh, uh, uh yeah. That's where that's where we're at, brother. All right, sounds great, guys. Let, I'll talk to you soon. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green calling line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, a producer of the podcast, actually. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting Sweet Flights, Ryeway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Tight Bros. Are you a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. I oh, gotta you're real loud now. Collect myself. What'd All you right. do? What'd you do? Oh, God. I put the phone in my mouth. <laughs> Don't eat the phone. We got tricks. We need that. We got tricks. <laughs> Whoop.